fashion. Fashion. Beauty. Beautiful. And you have no style or sense of fashion. My name is Joyce, and I'm a shopaholic. I like my money right where I can see it, hanging in my closet. So I am going to show you guys how I do my makeup. This is my trusty makeup bag. I already have my foundation and concealer on. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Welcome to Fashion Avenue, the podcast for fashion and beauty lovers to get inspired to follow their dreams by hearing from special guests while also soaking up the latest news and what's trending right now. I'm your host, Amber Lowther. I'm a journalist and fashion professional who understands what it's like to have big dreams and wanting to reach them. In this episode, I chat to Francis van der Velden, founder of SPF brand Everyday. After being diagnosed with skin cancer at the age of 36, Fran knew something had to change in the market to eliminate all the parts that deter people from applying sunscreen. A new generation of sun protection has been launched by Everyday, where SPF and high-performance skincare collides. I chat to Fran about that life-changing diagnosis, the tough process of registering sunscreens in Australia, best practice when applying SPF and how to choose the best airy day product for you. Now let's jump in. Fran, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat to you. No, me too. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat to you about Airy Day. And first of all, tell me about Fran pre-Airy Day. What were you doing for work and what was your lifestyle like? Or are you still dabbling in that as well? I actually am dabbling in both worlds. Um, I am a mum. I have two beautiful girls. They're five and eight. Um, I have a lovely husband um, I have a very big dog who's a sheepadoodle oh my god and um, she keeps us very very busy I should have got a much smaller dog but I guess before we started every day I've always been in hair and beauty for about 20 years so it's, it's been my life um, I've worked actually in family business uh, we specialize in importing in products from overseas and then distributing them out into hair salons beauty clinics dermal clinics skin clinics plastic surgeons so um, it's, it's always been my life I did a BCom um, at university and then worked my way in the family company to do all the marketing and so forth but now I actually handle all the marketing and all of the operational side of stuff so as well as juggling every day which has been a lot of fun oh my god you're like a business wizard this is amazing so impressive I, I feel like it's jack of all trades master of none I try to do a bit of everything and I think it might be maybe my control freak nature to try to be involved in every single side of the business but I, I think it's been good you, you get a lot of experience and a lot of exposure to bits and pieces which is nice that's amazing you're like covering all bases i love this this is amazing hair and beauty skin everything so you started every day after being diagnosed with skin cancer can you share your story on being diagnosed and going through that process a bit scary i'd imagine yeah i it was august september of 2020 when it happened i was 36 then and i had this very persistent um, what would you call it? it? It was like a lump but or a, a sweat pimple, if you were to describe it. You know how you get a little bit of a block skin? And it had just been annoying me. At, I thought it was at the gym, you know, because I was sweating. It was in my hairline. And it was um, painful, you know, towards the end. And at one point, I sort of scratched it off. And during the same week, my mother-in-law said, oh, that, that doesn't look very good. It, it's not healing. You should go and 
get it seen to. Uh, and I actually went and had my hair done that same week and my hairdresser said the same thing. So I sort of booked an appointment straight away for that. Um, and we got a, a fast track appointment into the dermatologist because normally they're, you know, a six month wait to get in. And they did a biopsy and it was a terrible week, especially for somebody who's such a control freak um, of, you know, wanting to know what's happening. And, and they came back and said, yep, you, you have a skin cancer. It ended up being a basal cell carcinoma, which thankfully is very, very curable. So I was able to get it cut out. Um, so they had to cut quite a bit of skin out from the temple, um, sort of more like an eye shape. And so for a couple of weeks, I looked like I had a, you know, or what I would look like if I had a facelift, just to make sure that, you know, they uh, had some area of um, exclusion to make sure that all the cancer was gone. But yeah, that, that was really it. And I, I sort of reflected back on that too and realized I, I think it had probably been there for about a year before I actually did anything about it. It was sore every now and then, you know, like a pimple comes and goes sometimes in the same spot. Yeah. And it was irritated and it actually had dandruff in that area. So I thought that I was maybe battling a bit of, you know, isolated dandruff here and there, but I never really linked it together that it was to that, that what I thought was a sweat pimple. So it would often shed, it would often be really itchy, but yeah, it, there was quite a lot of symptoms, but I never really linked them together. Wow. And I guess you're very lucky that you got seen to it early because obviously those things can progress and, you know, it's very scary. We have to really protect and get our skin checked. It's interesting hearing this because skin cancer and melanoma is pretty close to me and people I know. So I think it's so amazing how you're using this as, you know, a means to start your own brand that helps with that. And I know for myself personally, having you on, I know is going to spread a really positive message. And yeah, just thank you for sharing this story because it is so important that we share things like this and people do, you know, watch their skin and get their skin check and also apply sunscreen and do all the things, hats, sunglasses. Yeah. Very much, very much. And I I probably pre-36 was very bad. Like if I reflect on it, I, I didn't do any of that. I was the sort of person that I was always healthy. My family was healthy. You know, the, it, nothing could happen to me. I was fine. And I actually, in my mind, believed I wore sunscreen. But when I reflected on it, I actually wore it by an appointment basis only. You know, where you went to the pool, if you're going for a run or, you know, I might be sitting out and, you know, having lunch with someone in the sun and then I put it on. But on a day-to-day -day basis, never. How are you now? How's your skin now? Are we all good? We're, we're all good. We're, we're regular checks. So the first little while was six monthly checks and they've just dropped me down to annual checks, which is great. Um, I still book in for six months because I get worried. They, they say that when you've had one to expect more, but whether they come or when they come, you don't know. You know, being 36, is quite young as well. I mean, we hear about it so much more of people getting skin cancers younger and younger these days too. So I think it's really important for everybody to start their checks. You know, you go do your GP checks, you do your dental checks and you do you should do your skin checks every year as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty nuts with my skin checks. Good. I always make sure I get them. I think just having, yes, having like my dad having a lot of, you know, skin cancer cut out, one of my friends is one of my good friends is battling melanoma. One of my um, other friends is uh, terminal with melanoma. So oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. It is, you know, when it's that close, you kind of 
panic a little bit and you're like, oh my goodness, it really wakes you up. Yeah. But it's one of those things I think also like here in Australia, you know, the sun and and the beach and all of this is part of our lifestyle. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we often overlook. But then, you know, once you see it happen to someone really close to you or yourself, you really realize how important it is to look after yourself, right? It's so true. And I think, you know, back in the 80s, they had that huge campaign, the slip, slop, slap. You know, we all know it really well. And it's still ongoing. And it, it does a great job, I think, in terms of sending the message. But what I found as well is that it it actually, I don't know if it sends a clear enough message that, you know, it should be worn every day because from what I got from it personally was that it became an, a by appointment basis for me. You know, I thought about sunscreen more so if I was at the pool or at the beach or at a specific location, it wasn't slips up and snap every day. And it, the messaging has changed now over the years, but I think that there is this whole generation of people where you just kind of you know, do sunscreen by appointment only, not every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think great segue because now we're going into airy day. So (laughs) can you tell me how soon did the idea of airy day come about and what gap were you wanting to fill? I know you just spoke about kind of that messaging. So can you kind of, yeah, speak more about the idea? Well, the idea of airy day really, it didn't start immediately, but it did start very soon after. Um, And the sort of personality type that if something happens to me, or someone else or something happens at work like I I pigeonhole and dive straight in there um, I almost become obsessive to the point of you know needing to know everything about anything um, so I went out and bought globally I think every sunscreen I could find I was so obsessed with finding a sunscreen that I could use because the more I reflected on it I'm very textural. I really, I don't wear a lot of makeup. Um, you know, my skincare regime is, is be, even though being in the industry is very quite simple. Um, so I find it really hard to find things that I like on my skin. And also I have a lot of sensitivities, like fragrances give me hay fever, you know, stuff breaks me out. Like it's just, you know, everybody has their own sort of things. Um, so finding something for me was really important. So I kind of just went far and wide to see I'm like surely there's got to be something out there and I just couldn't find anything that ticked all of my boxes and you know I might find a sunscreen that I'm like oh my gosh this is divine but then it didn't sit well in terms of where is it tested you know is it actually protecting me does it have you know all of the standards that we hold so highly in Australia so it was really trying to find that balance and that, that's ultimately where it came from. My front room ended up looking like a graveyard of delivery boxes and sunscreens. <laughs> um, and I actually went very quickly into saying, okay, well, if I can't find something, we, we should make something. You know, being, I think, in hair and beauty for so long and, you know, we, we have a beautiful brand, actually, the hair care brand called Cune that we distribute out and um, it's imported in from uh, the Netherlands. But I'm very, very close with their product development team there. So we fly over a couple of times a year. We do a lot of big product development and so that, you know, came into the back of my mind that I'm like, well, we've got experience in all of this. Why don't we try to make something ourselves? So it was trying to essentially tick the box of number one for me was textural finding something that was really beautiful texturally that, you know, I love my primers. So why can't they feel like primers? Why can't they act like primers? Um, Number two was fragrances, you know, don't give me hay fever, don't irritate me, you know, so we wanted to try to find a balance of both. And, you know, obviously TGA, making sure that we've got something listed and tested. Um, And then having those skin loving ingredients as well, because, you know, it's so great to have a good moisturizer with good actives and all of the above. But 
if you're not wearing sunscreen, what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so how, how long did it take to, I guess, from the idea to then start formulating? It was probably from my diagnosis to all my deliveries, probably six weeks. Wow. So we, six weeks was, I think about the point, I think roughly it was about six weeks was the point where I said, okay, we need to make something. So I started searching for manufacturers. I started searching for a lab to make it with me. We started looking at packaging, you know, my marketing brain went into mood boarding, you know, what I wanted it to look like, what I wanted it to be. Um, So it started very, very quickly. But from that point though, it did become very slow because, you know, you are, you know, we have a really big organization from our previous world of hair and beauty, but you've never manufactured a product yourself. So a lot of people don't want to speak to you. You know, you who are you? You know, you you don't manufacture products already. You're a new brand. You're never going to, you're never going to work. Um, so it was really hard to find actually people who could supply you with formulation, um, you know, advice and also a manufacturing facility that were willing to take a punt on a new brand. Absolutely. And what was the first product you formulated? We didn't start with one. Um, actually started with four. Oh, very good. Yes. So the whole concept for me was I, I tried to think of one. If I, you know, come to my head, what would I do? It, it, would it be one? And I couldn't pick one. And I think that became the big difference for me too, that once I was using all different sort of creams and sun creams that I couldn't fit one to suit me every single day. So, you know, on one day my skin would be feeling dry. I would want something more hydrating. On another day, I feel like it's irritated, so I need something more calming. Yeah. You know, so as you do change your skin creams, you know, you want to change your sunscreen too. So when I tried to come up with the formulation briefs and the benchmarks, I couldn't fit it into one formula. Otherwise, it would just be like this whole, you know, bag of magic, which I don't think exists. So we ended up with four um, very, very beautiful formulas. I love that. And I love that it kind of goes into what your skin is feeling like. And I know for me, you know, I get really irritated skin around my period and, you know, sometimes I'm really dull or, you know, sometimes it looks really great. So it's like, I absolutely love that you've done that. And can you tell me about the four products you formulated and yeah, what they are? Yep. I can. They're, they're a range called dream screens. So they're sort of your dream screen ultimately. Um, and we kind of tried to uh, suit either every skin type, every skin need, um, every skin tone, and also lifestyle. So what are you doing today? What is the season that, you know, are you in cold weather, warm weather? So we tried to kind of fit these four products into that and it can be something the same or different for everyone. So we have two chemical sunscreens and two mineral sunscreens and we have some with fragrance and some without fragrance. All of them collectively are 40 minutes water resistant. So there was a reason why I think traditionally too, we didn't go for the two hour or the four hour water resistance because you only need that really when you're going swimming. You know, day to day, we we just want a little bit of, of, you know, a little bit of extra sticking power with the water resistance, but you want it to be able to feel wearable. So we have our first beautiful one, which is clear as day. So it is a completely very unique formula. It's, it's completely clear. Nice. So when you squeeze it out, it sort of has like a dewy, balmy gel type texture. Oh, lovely. Um, it does go on a little bit slippery to start with, but it sinks straight into sort of a satin finish. Um, it's very, very hydrating. So it's, it's, this one is loaded with hyaluronic acid and they all have their antioxidants and blue light protection and so forth. But this one is your, your drink of moisture for the day. So that, that's that one. And it's kind of the, the all rounder. 
then the next one that we have is Golden Glow. Golden Glow is really beautiful. It's got a, a really, really luminous finish to it. So it has um, not sparkles, but if you think about a light reflection. That's really nice. So you put it on your face and in the light, you know, you've got that very natural glow. Um, a lot of our, our customers give such a great feedback that they've stopped wearing foundation and they've stopped wearing their tinted moisturizer that they feel like it's enough. Um, it's it's very, it's not coverage at all, but I think that the, the particles and pigments in it just give that a correction enough that people feel really confident in their skin, which is nice. So you can kind of put it on, you can head out for the day, or it's a really great base under makeup as well because, you know, under foundation with that illumination is beautiful. Yeah, I always love doing that. I always like to have a bit of luminosity underneath my makeup. <laughs> yes. And then we've got our Pretty and Zinc. So Pretty and Zinc is our hydrating uh, zinc formula. Um, it is like a second skin. So it's got no fragrance. It's really creamy and, you know, it's a great alternative to the clear or the, the golden glow. So, you know, if you're wanting something that's a bit more of a physical barrier versus a chemical, I know that some people are partial, so we, we really wanted to kind of give everybody the option. Um, and then we have a beautiful mineral mousse as well. So these two are kind of like a pigeon pair. So uh, Pretty and Zik is great for, um, you know, sensitive type skins. You know, it's really, really calming. And then our mineral mousse, again, is another zinc formula that is, it's very unique. I, I haven't really seen anything like it. It's, um, it's a mousse and it's got a velvet matte finish. So it's like a soft touch. Yes, I saw that on your Instagram. I saw someone using it and I'm like, what is this? Like, it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very light and fluffy and it's almost like a whipped butter in some sense. So that, again, is great for calm, sensitive skin, but really, really good for oily, acne-prone skins as well. And again, it's fragrance-free. So you've kind of got both options on, you know, the different um, spectrums of things. And what I really like is you can actually, depending on, on you, you can actually use all four. So if you're feeling a little bit hot and bothered and your skin's a little bit oily that day, you're in a humid cli climate, that mineral mousse is really great. You know, some people actually like to use the clear as day and the golden glow together. So not mixing it together but golden glow on your face and then clear on the ears and the neck. Oh, nice. Okay. Because the they do have a little bit of pigment in the, the golden glow and so forth. So sometimes putting it on your neck, you get it on your clothes. So the clear is really great to kind of fast track your application without actually putting it on the clothes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love this. This is amazing. I love the way that you've formulated this and gone about making it specific to different climates and different types of skin types and just how you're feeling. I absolutely love that. And I know with when it comes to registering and selling sunscreens in Australia, there are very strict guidelines, you know, with the TGA. Can you run us through the process of getting, you know, a brand like Everyday off the ground and approved? Was that a very lengthy process? It's quite a lot of, it's quite a lot of months, quite a lot of money that goes behind it as well. I mean, once you've finally got a lab and a manufacturer to talk to you, it's a really good start. And finding a TGA manufacturer is really important because you can't manufacture in any old plant. Um, it has to be a TGA certified, which means they follow particular accreditation and protocol in how they do things. But concurrently, everybody that's part of the process has a lot of things that they have to do. So our lab will need to hold stability testing, um, you know, for a number of months in order to claim the expiry, for example. So, you know, you can run two types of stability, one which is, you know, normal in real life. So one month is one month. You know, or you can speed it up and heat up the temperature and actually hold it in, you know, 40 degrees for three months or six months or nine months. 
and that means you get accelerated stability. So you can kind of predict that, okay, this would be great for three years or two years or one year, depending on how long you've left it in there for. Um, so that one very, very, that's actually probably the simplest process that you go through. The next part of the process is taking the punt of sending your, your formulation off. So you've created something, you love it, you use it, and you're like, right, that's the one. You package it up and you send it to an independent tester. And that tester essentially gets uh, test subjects um, to actually volunteer to burn themselves. <gasps> Um, with your sunscreen so they they have oh my god yeah so they they volunteer and they actually put the sunscreen on and they they monitor it and under a particular protocol testing protocol and make sure that the spf rating is what it says and it actually is uva uvb uh, broad spectrum as well so it undergoes yeah, so it, it is quite a vigorous process that takes quite a bit of time for that to come through. They have to do a minimum of 10 test subjects in order to guarantee, and obviously all the results need to come back at a particular uh, level as well. And then once you sort of get through all of that, then comes the fun part, which is constantly ongoing. So no matter you know how long you've been around, um, you constantly have to make sure that you and your stakeholders and supply chain are compliant with everything that you do. So everything from raw materials that come into um, your manufacturing plant has to be pre-tested. So it has to be pre-tested by a regulatory um, independent body that makes sure that it's okay and, yeah, right. you know, that it is performing. Um, you know, when you manufacture, there's particular protocols that you make. You know, if you make a cosmetic, you can, while you're manufacturing, make tweaks. If you find the viscosity is too, you know, too little or too less, you can tweak it a little bit. With sunscreens, you can't. You you have to manufacture accordingly and you have to follow those protocols because otherwise if you change it on the floor of the manufacturing plant, it doesn't match what you've tested it for. So it's, it's quite, it, everybody's held accountable down the line. And then, yeah, and then the last part is that once it's manufactured, they take it and they test it again before it's actually filled and before it goes out. Yeah, it's it's such a process to go through. So it's it's never ending, but it's good. Like it, it's so important because you want to know what you're using is is compliant and it does say what it's going to do or do, does do what it's going to say. Yeah. Did you know this kind of going into it? Were you kind of expecting a very rigorous process with testing? Yeah, so we tried to kind of depending, you know, whether it was the clear, the golden, the pretty and zinc or the mineral mousse, we kind of tried to give each of them a hero depending on what skin type it was designed for. So we have um, hyaluronic acid that, you know, we all know it's a great humectant and hydrator. Um, we have our niacinamide that is in there as well. So the pretty and zinc, um, you know, and our golden glow has niacinamide in it, which is really great. Um, and we also have our vitamin C, E's and F's across all of them. Um, and we also have blue light protection across all of them, which also double as another antioxidant. Um, and then we also have our vegan collagen. So we, we really tried to load as many of those skin ingredients that everybody knows and loves into that to, to try to make sure that, you know, if you were making the choice not to actually have a moisturizer, then you would actually get some of those ingredients too. It's definitely not designed to uh, do away with your serums or do away with your moisturizers, but if you wanted to, you could, um, or if you wanted to enhance your regime, they're there. Absolutely. And thank God we have that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And going back to the formulation, can you tell me about like some of the ingredients that, that are in the everyday products? I'm really interested to know, I guess, how it benefits our skin and all of the above. I did a lot of research before going in and, and chatting to all the different manufacturers, but I think that you don't realize the magnitude of it until you're in it. 
you know, you're like, yes, we've got to do this. Yes, we've got to do that. But then once you're in it, it is such a long process that, you know, you, you want things to move quicker, but for the sake of making sure that it's okay, it can't. Absolutely. And thank God we have that, right? <laughs> yes, very much. Absolutely. Hey, just dropping in to share this week's news and what's trending. Kim Kardashian has been named as the official face of the Marc Jacobs full 2023 global campaign. In the campaign images, Kim is wearing all things polka dots, black and leather while modelling in front of inflatables. Much-loved Aussie department store Maya has partnered with Australia Post. The Australia Post Metro service has been launched in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane and is set to expand in the coming months. Afterpay Day has well and truly kicked off from today the 17th until the 20th of August. Here you can get your hands on the best deals from a variety of retailers. We're talking the iconic Skims, Age, Beckenbridge, Sephora, Mecca, Priceline and much more. Global superstar Rihanna has officially released a new maternity capsule collection for her Savage X Fenty line. The line focuses on lingerie and lounge and is said to be for mums and mums-to-be. The collection features three new bralette styles, an oversized graphic tee and sizes for the drop range from extra extra small to 4XL. Rihanna spoke of the new maternity capsule collection saying, I want to remind people that you can still channel sexiness and feel good while being a parent. And now for what's trending on TikTok this week. And the latest thing is called Manga Lashes. And if the name doesn't already give it away, you can probably understand it's from anime and comics or graphic novels originating from Japan. And Manga Lashes is all about big fluffy lashes. It's gotten so big that the TikTok hashtag Manga Lashes currently has over 240 40 million video views. And Ardell Lashes has reported that UK Google searches are up by 250% for manga lashes. And that's the news and what's trending for this week. And going back to the formulation, can you tell me about like some of the ingredients that, that are in the everyday products? I'm really interested to know how it benefits our skin and all of the above. Yeah, so we tried to kind of depending, you know, whether it was the clear, the golden, the pretty and zinc or the mineral mousse, we kind of tried to give each of them a hero depending on what skin type it was designed for. So we have hyaluronic acid that, you know, we all know it's a great humectant and hydrator. Um, we have our niacinamide that is in there as well so the pretty and zinc um you know and our golden glow has niacinamide in it which is really great um and we also have our vitamin c e's and f's across all of them and we also have blue light protection across all of them which also double as another antioxidant and then we also have our vegan collagen so we we really tried to load as many of those skin ingredients that everybody knows and loves into that to to try to make sure that you know, if you were making the choice not to actually have a moisturizer, then you would actually get some of those ingredients too. It's definitely not designed to uh, 
do away with your serums or do away with your moisturizers. But if you wanted to, you could, um, or if you wanted to enhance your regime, they're there. That sounds so cool. And it's great that you have, you know, your hyaluronic acids and niacinamides. Obviously, those are big ingredients we're seeing in the skincare space, which is amazing. And I love that you're incorporating them into your products. I'm really interested to know what's been your best seller so far. Oh, it, it, this is a, a neck and neck race actually between Clear and Golden Glow. They are um, really, it, it's people definitely have their favorites. It's either Clear or it's either Golden Glow. And there's a few people that cross over and, and have them both, but they by far are running so fast. Um, I, I, it's interesting though, there's quite a cult following behind the zincs as well, but I think they're quite a, a unique formulation in terms of, you know, they are sitting topical on the skin and it's a very particular type of user that wants them as well. But Golden Glow, uh, we have been out of stock for a little while actually with part of the trials and tribulations of having a, a, a new brand but we just had so much demand that we couldn't keep up with it like thankfully we actually restocked clear a little bit sooner just because you know we were able to get into the production plant um, and manufacture but golden glow has just been flying off the shelf oh my god congrats that's huge congrats Thank you. It's it's been a it's been a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely. That is the best problem. And I'm really interested to know about your marketing and how you've managed to obviously get these products to run out of stock. So what's been, I guess, yeah, your marketing and, and getting it out there in front of people? I think the biggest thing for us was obviously getting the brand out there. We put a lot of our time and effort and, and even funds into PR, um, but also action on social media. So very, very non-traditional. I think you see a lot of brands lift off nowadays from somebody who has quite a lot of a, a big following. You know, they already have a brand behind themselves. And that is very, very difficult for me because the last post I think I did on Instagram was 2016. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I'm very much, I, I love the Insta world and, you know, I watch a lot on it, I communicate with it, but it's just not for me. I'm, I'm not a person that I think people are super interested to know about. So that wasn't really my thing to kind of, you know, put out there and start. And I, I don't have a brand of myself. So it was sort of, okay, what, what do we do? How do we get it out there? So I think the big thing was making it look really beautiful, I think is the first thing. Um, you know, we, we, we put so much pride into ourselves, our home, you know, the products that we choose to surround ourselves with. So making it really beautiful that is the moment that you see it on screen, um, I wanted you to be attracted to it. And the second part of it was obviously the PR and sort of teaming up with some really great sort of media personalities and, and influencers to, to, to show people how to use the product and, and wear it as well and show them the textures so they could be intrigued to actually want to go and buy it. And obviously making the, the e-commerce side of it really easy for people to purchase as well. The nice thing too, because we have the other side of the business where you know, has been around for 28 years and we've got a, a lot of beauty clinics and dermal clients and plastic surgery clinics and things like that. They they were a really great channel and in terms of advocacy on their side for sun protection is huge. So for them wanting to take the brand on was really big as well. So we, we went very, very um, quickly into on the social media side and very, very quickly into the clinic side. So it was really great to have that affirmation actually on both sides. Absolutely. I love that. And can I just say your packaging is so stunning. It's just, it, it definitely caught my eye and it just looks so luxe and yeah, something that you would be proud to have, you know, on your vanity or in your handbag or wherever, you know, I just, yeah, you've done a 
great job with that. And I'm actually really... Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm actually, while we're on the topic of that, tell me about creating the the packaging and the color choices. What was behind that? Well, I, I'm so pleased to hear you say that because I, I fought long and hard, you know, in my mind of what do we create? Because you, you are, you're so picky with the products that you choose to surround yourself with, you know, it, it's kind of got to tick all the boxes. So... I think for me, I, I really like neutral tones. You know, it, my entire house is white. There's no color. Um, my husband hates it because there's no pictures on the wall. Like everything is, you know, if I could live in Kim Kardashian's house, I would be very, very happy. <laughs> so my whole life is like that. And, and I think I originally wanted to have everything to be white and everything to be cream. But for me, it didn't really speak to the brand, you know, because I wanted it to go on skin. So that was kind of the the whole inspiration behind the tubes. I wanted them to be very, very neutral, very aesthetic, very, you know, pleasing to the eye, but also have some connection with what we're doing with it. So that's why they're all kind of different sort of beige tones to kind of represent skin in some ways as well. And then the boxes were, they were just a bit of fun. You know, I, I didn't want to have brown boxes and brown tubes. I just, you know, genuinely just from emotional perspective, I thought it was boring so you know the tubes last forever they're kind of with you for a few months as you get through them but the boxes you tend to put them in the recycling fairly quickly so that I could have a little bit of fun with and put a pop of color and you know let you at least have your your wild side before you you get to the safe side I love I love how you worded that that's amazing wild side before you get to the safe side I love that (laughs) (laughs) and I also just want to say your Instagram is just so curated and beautiful I just yeah it's like a it's just so I don't know how to say this it's just like so um satisfying to look at it really is oh I'm glad we 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 work really hard on that because it's you know you just you see other things and you're like oh no no it needs to be this it needs to be that so I'm glad to hear you say that it's it's emotionally I, I think it's really hard to connect to a sunscreen so that was a really big thing I think as part of our marketing as well was that I, I needed you to immediately feel a connection to the product to the brand you know I wanted you to want it because it is important to want it it's important to love it and to use it every single day so I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because that was really part of what I wanted people to emotionally connect to it straight away oh stunning it was funny um I was talking to my mum earlier and I was like hey she's like what are you doing today I'm like oh, I'm podcasting and I told her about the brand that I'm podcasting about and I sent her a link I'm like oh check them out and she's like already so keen <laughs> like she's already like oh, I need to get myself some of that and she's like oh I love the packaging oh I love this and she's oh I'll, I'll make sure to send you some for her <laughs> oh! <laughs> she would get the shock of her life <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's funny, like, yeah, it's just the packaging already has already hooked myself, hooked my mum. I swear if I sent it to, you know, one of my friends, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, I love the packaging. So it's just so funny that that is instantly, you know, but it's so funny as consumers that, you know, when you see a product, whether it's online, in a store, and the packaging is just really nice, you you want it instantly. Yeah, and I think for everybody it's different too. You know, some people kind of, you know, take it because it's a part of their personality they take it because it fits well within their surroundings I mean I know that like with my whole you know white house type of thing everyone thinks I'm crazy because I even turn the books backwards <laughs> so you only see the white part of it um, so all the colors are the same so for me like the packaging is calming you know I feel really calm and I feel really you know together like I don't feel like it's crazy so I, I hoped that it would be sort of calm enough and neutral enough that it would fit in with what you wanted to get 
emotionally out of it. Absolutely. I feel that. And isn't there some sort of psychology around colors and different emotions that they invoke in you? And yeah. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I think it's one of those things like, and when you're doing your, your skincare and your makeup as a ritual, like it's nice to kind of feel that and embrace that and yeah, just be um, present with what you're using. And yeah, I like that little rituals. I'm obsessed with doing all my little beauty and skincare rituals myself. Oh gosh. I act being in the industry. I should probably get better at it. I am like get ready in 15 minutes or else that's it. So that's why I like getting having an all-in-one primer sunscreen product is perfect absolutely that is the dream the fact that it's like a primer i'm like that ticks so many boxes and a bit of skincare ticks in there as well which i love looking on the website you also have some stunning little gift sets and accessories Tell me about those. They look so cute. Oh, we have, I, I have I have so many obsessions. It's really bad. Like I'm quite, <laughs> <laughs> I have problems. You know, I sort of take onto things and I become obsessed and they become part of my life. Don't we all? But I am very obsessed with neoprene. Oh my God, yes. So, so all of, um, you know, I have a lot of bags that are neoprenes. And so we made a whole bunch of cosmetic bag collections with different colors in neoprene. So I, I part of it was a practicality side of stuff and part of it was just lusting that I, I really love to have um, beautiful cosmetic bags that last a long time as well. So, and I wanted our buyers as well to have the same thing. Um, but I know that um, you know, we curated these, uh, I would call them SPF wardrobe sets. So we wanted to kind of bundle up all these gift sets, but also do the thinking for you in terms of let's give you a little regime. Um, let's give you a set of products that could actually work for you. So if you're more of a physical gal, we've got a couple of different types of physical sets that you can use, but that give you different options for your skin types. If you're more of a chemical girl, same thing, or if you're happy to do all four of them, then we kind of give you the whole suite. Um, and then obviously depending the reason or the season we have our beautiful mother's day bundles or you know gift sets for christmas and you know we've always got something special on and i guess on the other side the reason from the practicality side is that it's it's being in an aluminium tube as well is different you've got to think of how you treat your tube a bit differently to its plastic counterpart because you know we're so used to chucking them around you know squeezing them bending them um, and they need to be cared for so differently and i always try to explain to people to think of it like your plastic tupperware versus your glass you know you can't drop it you can't throw it around you've got to be a bit more careful if you put it in your handbag it's kind of got to be a little bit more secure so your aluminium tube is the same because you know they're not perfect they do spring leaks every now and then so the bags and cosmetic bags and cases are kind of there to to help you protect them as well that's awesome i love that and so true with those type of tubes and, and a great analogy there too i love that the glass in the in the tupperware i love that <laughs> and speaking of the packaging as well going back to that you also have have a sustainability practice at Airy Day. Can you tell us more about this? We do. We really try to kind of, you know, tick the boxes on, you know, who do we want to be as a brand, you know, the type of products that, you know, we want to supply. And, and obviously you know, having children myself and it, you sort of really get thinking about the future. It's very cliche, but very, very relevant. And we wanted to make sure that, you know, putting something out into the world, you need to do something good. You know, most of, I think it's something like 80% of, of uh, plastic waste from consumer beauty isn't recycled. So it's a huge landfill. So what do you do when you're launching a new brand? Like in my mind, you're adding to that. Um, and you have all these ideologies of, you know, different types of refill systems and how are you going to do this? And we, we went through so many, but nothing was really practical for the consumer. 
um, and it was really hard to find a type of plastic that was already 100% recycled, which they, they exist, you know, being through the closed loop, but in terms of supply, they're not always readily available. Um, or the quality is a little bit less depending on colours and things like that as well. So that led me to aluminium tubes. Being in the hair care industry, we do hair colours and dyes and things like that. And so for 20 years, I've always dealt with aluminium tubes and it is the one of the most sustainable materials because it can be infinitely recycled. So we found a factory that actually not only produces aluminium tubes, but they also have their own manufacturing uh, recycling plants. So they, they take in post-industrial and uh, in consumer industrial waste and they recycle it and they actually manufacture the tubes. So for us, although I would have loved to have gone whole hog with the whole recyclability element of it, it was trying to find the balance of what would be practical for you as a consumer, you know, what would be practical for us in terms of a company as well, you know, and it was trying to and say, okay, what's practical for us for the consumer is trying to do some of that recycling before you've even gotten the product. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's awesome. Everyone's kind of doing their part in this as well. And the bigger picture is is looking great. Um, yeah. And so now you just need to, to take the lids off, put them apart, you know, put one in the plastic recycling, one in the um, aluminium recycling. And the box itself, we worked really hard to find. A, I don't know if you've touched the boxes yet, but the boxes are a beautiful soft touch. But some soft touch coatings aren't actually recyclable. So it might be paper. So we, we worked to try to find coatings and paper that, you know, really looked beautiful. They were recycled, but could still be recycled again as well. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And I think that's so important that, you know, you've put that out there and it's on your website as well that people can read about if you want to know more. But very important as consumers, I think we're trying to do better as well. So that's awesome to know. And so I'm interested to talk to you just about applying SPF correctly. Now, not only do we have to wear it every day, but there's also a chance we might not be applying it correctly. Can you run us through best practice to make sure that we're properly protected? I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> um, it is, it, it's, I mean, it's one of those things that, yes, every day, but as you say, there's a lot of faux pas that people kind of run into and you think you're doing the right thing. But I mean, the basics are obviously quarter teaspoon for the face or half a teaspoon for face, neck and ears. But the big thing is, is not mixing it with anything. So I see so many people online saying, great hack, sunscreen, and then put like a luminizer in it or mix it with your moisturizer. Um, that's one of the biggest faux pas because you're essentially just diluting the product. You're also disrupting the preservative system with another preservative system. So you don't actually know whether you're getting that full protection. The other element of it is, and I think a lot of people struggle with the difference, and I did initially too, between water resistance and reapplication. So they're actually two different things where a lot of people look at the water resistance as the reapplication time. So water resistance is purely 40 minutes water resistance or two hours water resistance or four hours. And that means that the sunscreen is maintaining an optimal amount of protection for that period of time. But the moment that 40 minutes hits, or if this happens before, you're rubbing your skin, wiping it off with a towel, you need to reapply. But let's say water's not involved at all. All sunscreens, no matter what their water resistance, you should be reapplying every two hours, ideally for optimal protection. So that's where a lot of people get that mixed up. So, and that obviously is, has to be taken very carefully, but also taken into consideration that, you know, you don't necessarily need to reapply every two hours if you're sitting in the office 
all day. So you can kind of make a judgment call there and say, okay, I'll apply in the morning and, you know, I'm heading out for a late lunch and I'll reapply later on that day. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you have the step-by-step process? You know, do you put it on before the moisturizer or after? What do you recommend we do? So it depends. Some people like to use it without a moisturizer. So in terms of, we always say, you know, assuming a normal routine of moisturizer and makeup, it's the last step of your skincare regime. So last step after your moisturizer and the first step before your makeup. Okay, perfect. Love that. Good to know. One other thing I'm interested to know is how you recommend that we remove our everyday products at the end of the day because sometimes I hear you know it's better to take off you know sunscreen with an oil or what should we be using to do that at the end of the day I think it's going to be difficult because everybody's skin is different so our recommendation is always to choose your cleansing regime based on your skin type I myself have very, very sensitive skin, so I can't use a huge amount of, you know, gel um, and, you know, surfactant type moisturizer. I use a cream cleanser. So I tend to find with the cream cleanser, I have to, to cleanse, you know, at least twice to make sure that I've got everything off. So our recommendation is always use a cleansing regime that's suited to your skin type and for good measure to, to do it twice. And then in terms of, because you are layering stuff on your skin all during the, you know, the week, it is creating a topical layer that stays, Um, We always recommend a good AHA or an exfoliating regime. So whether it is a mechanical exfoliant or, you know, a a fluid exfoliant, sort of an enzymatic or something like that, just to do maybe something like that once a week or twice a week, just to kind of make sure you've got a good cleansing of the skin, um, making sure as well that, you know, all the dead skin cells are gone and your skin can actually receive your skincare ingredients and your sunscreen well as well. Fabulous. Great tip because it's very important to make sure you're exfoliating. I'm big on exfoliating, but I also... But not over-exfoliating. Yeah, don't over-exfoliate. Please don't do that. (laughs) And so what else can we expect from Airy Day this year and in the future? Well, we have some exciting news that I can tell you to an extent. We're launching into a really big retailer in August. Oh, okay. So we were contacted approximately week 12 of when we launched. That's amazing. So it's been, it's a long process to get into a retailer. I thought it would be a lot longer, but yeah, I, I think hopefully you're right place, right time, right brand. So that's really exciting for us. So we're kind of ramping up for that at the moment. We, it, yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's definitely something that I saw as a maybe on the cards. I didn't know if we'd actually ever get noticed, but yes, it's very exciting and very um, like a dream, but um, a lot of work to get there now. So we have a a lot on our plate. Um, We've got a bit of international expansion coming as well, um, which is good. So we've got a couple of really good uh, distributive partners that we know overseas that will be taking on the brand as well. So we'll be going over there, which will be nice over to Brazil and um, into Europe, which will be great. Uh, we have a couple of new products coming up in the next couple of months. So we do have a beautiful sleep mask that we kind of use to reset people's thinking on focus on your SPF during the day and, and you know, do all your good work um, on your skin at night time. Uh, so we will be launching um, a couple of supporting products over the next couple of months as well for that. Um, and obviously some more SPFs as well. So one of the um, other big things that you'll see in the future is we, uh, along with our hair care brand Cune, we are sponsoring a micro skills course with TAFE. What it is, is an online course, you know, you pay $25, the money goes to the Melanoma Institute, who are also partners of this micro skills course as well. And it teaches beauty therapists, dermal therapists, it teaches uh, hairdressers how to actually spot a spot. 
So, and what they mean by that is looking for things that are unusual on the client because a lot of the time these people see their clients, you know, more than you see your doctors or your dermatologists. You know, they see them every six to 10 weeks. They know their body really, really well. And it's teaching them to sort of have the confidence to say something if something looks a little bit odd, but also to the fact that they can see areas that you can't see, you know, your neck, your scalp, behind your ears, where, you know, you may not normally look and even your partner may not normally look and to spot it out. And it was a, a beautiful thing because that's actually how my skin cancer was found uh, through our hairdresser. And so, yeah, so it's um, a really nice um, initiative because it'll go through all of TAFE. So everybody that does hair and beauty and then people can kind of take it on themselves online as well. Very excited for it. Oh, that's incredible. That is you know, I love that you're actually doing something with this that is going to really help people. That is incredible. You have a lot coming up. We do. We do. It's sort of very jam-packed. Yeah. It's going to be a big year. We haven't even reached out. Our first birthday officially will be uh, September 7th. So we've still got a little while to go. Yeah. This is incredible. You are killing it. Thank you. Hopefully we can sustain it, but it's been really great. <laughs> My goodness, I'm so excited for you. That's great news. And finally, where can we purchase every day? I know there'll be somewhere coming up soon, but at the moment. <laughs> yes, at the moment, we are prevalently in two channels. So we've got our beautiful uh, online website that you can purchase the products from. But if you are the sort of person that really wants to see the product in person, you can go to one of our pro clinic partners. So we have a couple of hundred clinic stockers all scattered around Australia. So you can give us an email at any time, give us your postcode and we'll find some by you and then you can go and trial the products and buy it from them as well directly stunning that's great great to know and um i'm going to jump into a few random questions for you if i can Fran. <laughs> okay i'm trying not to be scared of these <laughs> no they are so fine don't even worry <laughs> okay you can only wear your hair up or down for the rest of your life which one are you choosing and why uh, i'm really lazy i hate blow drying and washing my hair <laughs> I think I had the mum bun before I was a mum. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm I'm usually like a hair up girl. It's funny, I'm usually a hair up girl when I'm like at home and everything, but then when I leave the house, I'm like, oh no, must be down. I don't know, I'm weird. Oh, I find if I take my hair out, it has this big, huge kink. So once it's up, it's up. And I'm probably the worst advocate for our industry because it's just always up. <laughs> I love that. At least you're honest. <laughs> um, and this is super random, so forgive me, but um, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, gosh, the egg? <laughs> Definitely the egg, and I don't know why, and then I really like to eat eggs. <laughs> yeah, same. I had an egg this morning on toast, so that was, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I'm sure there's really great logic behind that answer, but I also know that it's towards the end of the day. <laughs> 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 so I'm not going to make you go into that. <laughs> so, and finally, you can only pick one everyday product to sell. Which one is it and why? Golden Glow. Clear as day is my favorite, but Golden Glow, I think suits everybody. I think everybody can wear it. 
Stunning. Okay, amazing. I need to get a restock. I need to get in on the restock when that's in. (laughs) (laughs) Friend, you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me and everything about Airy Day. Thank you so much for having us. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Fashion Avenue. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with all things Fashion Avenue and the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram and sign up to our newsletter. All the links are down below and I'll catch you in the next episode of Fashion Avenue.